Hey, hit records on my demo. Did y'all boys not get the memo? Hello, and welcome to the Vault Hero Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is James Cooney, and I'm joined by a guy who's come back from uh, his uh, illness or his birth of his daughter. It's Lewis Glover. Lewis, how are you, buddy? Hello. I'm good, mate. How are you? Oh, you know, can't complain. Can't complain. It's a Thursday night. Football's back. Week four. The Eagles suck. You know, nothing can be better. <laughs> Some things never change, huh? Ah, they did in 2017 when we beat you. That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I am good at fantasy football because I beat you two weeks ago. So You did. You did. Yeah. You did. Well done. Thank you. My, Thank my team has fallen apart with injuries. Oh, what a shame. I know. I know. That's like my FF9 under team. Same thing. Oh, is that going badly? Oh, yeah. Uh, good news is I'm 3-0 and in that league, so happy days. Oh, well, you made the league, so I assume you would be. <laughs> well, I just, well, well I, I did set up the list of the league as well, to be fair. That's true, but I'm also commissioning that league too, so that's probably why I'm winning. Are uh, you doing some sneaky roster moves in the background? Well, you always got to do sneaky roster moves. That's how you yeah, win. So it's the, only, it's the only reason you bothered to commission leagues, right? Pretty much, yeah, just to get the uh, free stuff. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's I think it's fair if you go to the effort of, of commissioning the league, you should be able to, you know, get get yourself a little uh, extra fab money, whatever you need to do. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Well, this week, Lewis, we'll be our previewing week four as we usually do. Clint is not on this week. He uh, had, uh he's away this weekend, school holidays. You know, what can you do? What can you do? So I uh, bet he's uh, DM'd Lewis his uh, tips of the week, so Lewis will be giving those. Um, we've also got Kicker Jewel, mailbag questions, if anything going on, please comment on the uh, live video. And But before we do that, we had a few uh, first first week starters. We had uh, Teddy Bridgewater, we had Mason Rudolph, we had Josh Rosen, uh, we had Kyle Allen, and we had uh, Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes. The man of town, the man of New York. There is hope in New York now. Picture there Barack, is. Picture Danny Dimes and Barack Obama's hope. <laughs> that's it. That's what we've got. Change. Exactly. Change. Yes, we can, says Danny Dimes. Yes, we can. No, he looked he looked really good. Let's 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 start with Danny Dimes, right? Because he's the biggest profile. He's in he's in New York, and yeah, he he had a really good game against against Tampa Bay. Thirty four points. QB two. Yeah, I mean those those just shows you how valuable rushing is in your quarterback in fantasy, right? He had those two rushing touchdowns. Uh, I'm not sure how many yards. Probably probably about 40, 50 yards on the ground, maybe something like that. Um, from memory, watching the game. And they, yeah, and and threw two touchdowns as well. So accounted for four on the day and was only eclipsed by Russell Wilson's absolute mania against the against the Saints. But really solid performance from from Daniel Jones. Made some nice throws. Got lucky in a couple of spots. But you know he's a rookie and he he in his first start he he rode that look and and got his team the W. So well done to him. Hopefully it continues because. We need fantasy-relevant quarterbacks. It makes the, the game exciting. And it also supports the skill position players around him as well, like Evan Engram and, and Sterling Shepard, who both had who both had good days. So better times ahead, it seems like, for the New York Giants. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Or unfortunately, uh, uh, from your perspective. Exactly, yeah. and James Arthur's. Um, now, but as I was going to say, he did play a very bad defense in Tampa Bay. Yeah, they, they played pretty bad. Pretty badly. The pass rush was good as Shaq Barrett had a, a bunch of sacks, continued his good form. The secondary was absolutely atrocious on the drive that, that, that got them to uh, to the, the game leading leading touchdown. Sterling Shepard was just wide open on a total miscommunication. So, you know, a little bit fortunate there. And then, of course, Tampa Bay's kicking woes c- continued. So going to... 
going against the, the the Redskins, who you know aren't a great defense either, presents another good opportunity for Jones to get some some fancy points moving forward. No, they're not a good defense. Um, what do you think for the rest of 2019? Is it going to be sort of a guy that you can start week and week week and week out, or is there some guy sort of you're just going to have a sort of on the bench and on good matchups you can play him? I think he's going to be more of a matchup guy. You know, he obviously, as I, as I mentioned just before, he does have that that rushing floor built in. It seems he is he is quite athletic. So in a pinch, and even if he has some bad games, he should give you usable weeks. But yeah, I think if you can start him against weaker secondaries or you know in in high total games, I think you can you, you're going to be pretty pleased with him. You probably scooped him up off the waiver wire. He probably isn't your QB one, so he's a nice stash for you and a great QB two in superflex leagues as well. And indeed, we've got another guy who had a, actually a pretty good game too against the Cardinals. We've got Kyle Allen. Finishes QB6, had 24 fantasy points. Uh, again, he played a very bad defense in the Cardinals. Is uh, Kyle Allen going to be fantasy relevant this year, Willis? Again, same as same as Daniel Jones, right? He did he did well, and you would he probably wasn't your QB1 either. So he is in the right matchups, a, a perfect guy to play. We we liked him going in against the Cardinals. He has good weapons with with Olsen and Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, obviously Christian McCaffrey as well. So he does have that supporting cast around him to make things easier. Anything was going to be an upgrade on what Cam Newton was presenting for that offense. So as far as I'm concerned, you should be you'd be fine with the Carolina Panthers skill positions. Samuel got seven targets. Olsen got seven targets. Moore got six, I believe. So pretty even distribution there. It'll be interesting to see what it does for Olsen moving forward. That was a smash spot against the Cardinals for the tight ends. Whether he has the same level of involvement in the next few weeks, we'll have to have to wait and see there. But but overall, yeah, happy with Kyle Allen. And again, if you've got a nice defensive matchup, don't be afraid to, to roll him out there again. Fair enough. Well, I don't know one guy who had to start him in our listener league who uh, did have Drew Brees and Sam Donald and was forced to start Kyle Allen. He still lost by 100 uh, points, though. That's that's unfortunate, but yeah. it's always good when you're forced to start someone and it works out for you. Exactly. You know who he drafted, Philip Lindsay? He drafted him, he says, his second pick, too. So Oh, that, that guy. Yeah. yeah. That guy. That guy. It sucks. Um, you're, well, he's been listening to you, you know, rimming Philip Lindsay all offseason. <laughs> he did play well last week, didn't he? He did. <laughs> he, did well. he did. He did play well. Keep coming. He's just going to keep coming. Well, next guy we've got to talk about is uh, Teddy Bridgewater. He had a decent game, sort of didn't have to do much. The Saints were uh, already up by a lot with a lot of uh, uh, touchdowns by the defense and special teams, but he did finish with 16 points. He finished as QB 18. Um, for the next sort of few uh, few weeks, is he going to be any better than he was this week or is he going to be a game manager who's just going to sort of give the ball to Kamara and hopefully his defense can win the games? Yeah, I mean, it looks like that's going to be the approach, right? His his average depth of target was horrible. There was a bunch of passes and completions at or around the, the line of scrimmage. I mean, he did what they asked him to do. So from a real football perspective, it worked out well. They leaned on their defense, their special teams executed, and Kamara was just sensational. So if you were concerned about Kamara and a downgrade to the overall offense, don't be. I thought we'd see some more Latavius Murray. It's it's really not shaking out that <laughs> he's, way. He's been terrible for you this year. I, he's just not been involved at all. Um, which, considering bad, all of why. the considering bad. all of the uh, you know talk from Sean Payton about how they wanted to manage Kamara and he's not a bell cow back and, and all that kind of stuff, it's not it's not come out that way. Uh, so that's 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 a shame. Maybe you know he, there is still opportunity for his his usage to. Uh, 
to go up. So I don't think he's quite droppable yet, but you certainly can't start him until until we see a turnaround in that. Maybe if they get a you know are able to get a big lead and they want to pull Kamara, it could it could happen, but that could be difficult with Teddy Bridgewater on the center. I expect him to have like a Derrick Henry type, two type games where he's just going to score forty points and he's going to be he's just going to go off. Yeah, exactly. someone someone will have just thrown him in the lineup and win a week. Exactly. I don't think yeah. uh, we've got to stop listening to coaches because they say, we heard the same thing about David Montgomery. Now look at him; he's done absolutely nothing. Yeah, he's he's not been been great at all. I think he's not being used properly either. No, prob- probably not. I mean, Cordell Patterson is getting carries out of the I formation, so I'm not sure what's going on there. Who knows? Who knows? Did look good though. Did look good. Hey, he's a he's a freak. Next guy I've got to talk about is uh, Mason Rudolph. Who you spent fifty dollars in our listening league on. Um, didn't have the best game. It was up and down. It was finished with fourteen points. QB twenty two. Uh, he's going to play the rest of the year with the Steelers. Um, but the Steelers' offense has looked terrible to self the season. Got a good matchup this week against the Bengals. But uh, Mason Rudolph, what do you expect from him? Yeah, he's probably he's definitely not rosterable in one QB leagues. The our listener league is two is a super flex league, which is why why I picked him up. Excuse me. Um, but until we see see something more from him, you've got to downgrade the entire offense. As you mentioned, great matchup this week against the Bengals. Should be a smash spot for James Conner. You think they're going to lean on him, so it could be a, a way for him to really get going for this season and have a big game. Juju Smith-Schuster, the volume will still be there. You have to probably knock some efficiency off for him. Moncrief is dead. He's hmm. RIP. He didn't even. I don't even think he was active in week three, so he's he's done. In, in Pittsburgh unless an injury happens. Deontay Johnson had, had that nice touchdown. Uh, he's an he's a interesting athlete, really great production profile out of Toledo, I think he came out of. So, um, you know, as a wide receiver, wide receiver two there, it looks like in three, three uh, wide receiver sets, it's going to be Washington, Johnson, and Juju on the field. Uh, so, you know, again, the right matchups. Johnson is, is playable. I rolled him into a, into a, a DFS lineup. He was incredibly low price. That paid off for me, so that was nice. Uh, but Was- Washington, the connection that we expected based off his time playing with Rudolph for Oklahoma State, that didn't pay off. That didn't, you know, didn't uh, eventuate this week. Potentially, they might look to get him involved more in the game plan. But you you can't have confidence starting anyone except Juju Smith-Schuster and Connor uh, this oh, week against the Bengals. I wouldn't even say Connor these days. I mean, if, if if it doesn't happen this week, it's it's yeah. very concerning, right? This is this is the week you go, okay, the Bengals run defense is atrocious. You think they're gonna lean on Connor because they wanna, you know, take the, some of the pressure off Rudolph. If it doesn't happen this week, I'm not sure when it is gonna happen. Unless he's injured or Mike Munchak has uh, left a big hole in that offensive line room. Yeah. Who, yeah who, I'm who, not sure what's going on. Well, anyway, we'll move on to the last guy. Chosen Rosen, Josh Rosen. Had a decent yeah. As you put in that video you posted on FF Down Under today, had some had some very good throws, but the Miami receivers are just aren't catching him. Is uh, there's any potential of Rosen actually being a sort of QB two in a super flex league? Is there any sort of potential of rostering him, or is it just that you know don't have any Miami Dolphins on your team? No, he's a QB three in in super flex leagues, and you jam him in a bye week if you're absolutely desperate and don't have a other skill position at the moment. <sighs> The, the, the thing that is positive for Rosen is that the Dolphins' defense is just flaming, stinking garbage. So he's going to be chucking it a lot, right? They're not going to be running the ball. They're going to be chasing constantly. 
despite the drops, he does, you know, Preston Williams is pretty talented. Parker, I mean, the less said about him, the better. Hopefully yeah. Albert Wilson comes back and gives him a check down there in the slot and Drake is a competent pass catcher. So there is an occasional scenario where an offense comes, you know, a team comes in, might not have the best defense, can still score on Miami and he's viable. I, I mean, right now off the top of my head, I don't know the Miami Dolphins schedule, so it's hard to pinpoint a specific side. I mean, they'll play Kansas City, I think, right? Do they play Kansas City this season? Uh, no, they don't, I don't believe. They don't? Oh, yes, they do. Sorry, yes, they do, because the Chargers this week, so we'll be playing the division, yep. Yep, of course, yep. So, you know, against Kansas City, in a desperate spot, you might start Rosen, because Kansas' defense isn't great, and they're just going to be chucking it and hoping Preston Williams can do something with it, and hashtag revenge game narrative for Albert Wilson if he's fit. So, maybe Rosen gets something out of those games, but you're only expecting sort of low-end QB2 from it, so you've got to be really desperate to start Rosen. But good for him, good for the Dolphins, potentially. He Rosen could be a, a really you know, competent starting quarterback in the NFL if he gets an offensive line and some pieces put around him. Hopefully, my, you know, he shows enough in Miami for them to have the faith and, and stick with him. I doubt that's going to happen because we all know they're tanking for Tua. Uh, not, not a fan? Uh, no, I just think that they, they got Rosen on cheap. They should do that. And if they have the first overall pick, they should bend someone over the barrel RG3 style and, and, nah. and get a, a, a load of picks. Pass on tour and, and and build up the 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 roster and they if it doesn't work out they can always go again in in twenty twenty one. Now when you got the QB you take the QB. That's what you got to do. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe they have the QB though. That's what I'm saying. Fitz magic. Fitz magic. Yeah, get him back in there. Get Fitz magic some pieces in the draft and build a whole new team around him. He's ageless. He's magic. That's it. Ah, uh, well, that will do us for those guys. We'll uh, move on to our sort of week three recap where. Lewis had a bit of a off week last week with his predictions. Oh, that's a bit unfair. I would say a bit of off. I have pretty. I mean, overall, you, you had a great week. Oh, you have to don't don't make me blush. You had a great week, but I think I had a pretty good week as well. Mostly hits in there. Yeah, you weren't as good as me. And the one miss <laughs> I had, the only the only miss I had was because you got injured. But you got to take that. That's what that's what fancy pool is. You got to count the injuries too. Yeah, absolutely. That's part of it. But you know, overall, you, like you said, you did you did well. You uh, you hit on it. All of your calls, your starts, your sits, your streamers, except Vance who got injured, and of course, you lost to me in the kicker duel. I know. We chat about that one. Yeah, I mean that's the most important thing, right? The kicker duel. No, nah, it's one where I beat where I put Marvin Jones to have more points than Kenny Galladay. That was the that was a better one. What the hell, man, Kenny Galladay? I told you. I I I spelled it out for you. What's going to happen? That's what. I told you, and then you just wouldn't listen to me. No, well, the, the Eagles just give up everything to opposing wide receiver ones. Like, no, 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 no. It's uh, that's why I told you it's opposing wide receivers twos. That's why I've got. Valdez. No, it's not. It's, it's ones. It's it's twos. It's ones. Okay, apart. From, okay, week one. Who do we give up to? Terry McLaurin. Right. Wide receiver two at the time. He's the wide receiver one. At the time, he was wide receiver two. He's the wide receiver one. Now he is, but at the time, he was. He's wide the two. wide receiver Lewis, one. Lewis, let me finish. In Go the, on then. Atlanta game. Apart from Julio Jones's the screen catch, what else did he do a game? Julio Jones. Uh huh. Who who was the guy they were targeting the most? Calvin really had a good game. He had a monster game. He had what twenty seven points, probably even more. Apart from Julio I, okay. Jones's massive game winning touchdown, what did he even do, man? Exactly. Yeah. What did he do? He didn't. He didn't do much. Tell you that. 
And then last week we saw Marvin Jones absolutely torch us. And uh, who didn't? Kenny Galladay. All right, so I'm going to give you this. This is this is this is from a guy who does an awesome column on Roto World in Hearted. This 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 is right yep, going go back it. over the last last season and the, yep. the few games to start this season. Amari <sighs> Cooper, ten for two hundred and seventeen yards and three touchdowns. Michael Thomas, twelve for one hundred and seventy-one and one four for ninety-two and one. Yep. Julio Jones, ten for one hundred and sixty-nine, five for one hundred and six and two touchdowns. Corey Davis, nine for one hundred and sixty-one and one. Allen Robinson, ten for one hundred and forty-three and one. Adam Thielen, 716 and 1. Or Stephon Diggs, 10 for 91. Take your wide receiver one there. DeAndre Hopkins, 9 for 104. Hello. Mike Evans, 10 for 100. So it goes on and on Hello. and on. Either way, Could you start sit receivers. your ass down. Thank you. Sit your ass down. That was last year. Stop. This, this Stop. is not this year. You can't be playing last year's sort of stats, okay? This well, you can because it's the same personnel. It's not. He it's didn't, not they though. didn't add any cornerbacks. It's the same team. Sidney Jones is a better player. That's what I'm trying to tell you. That is what well, I'm trying just, to tell you. Imagine he got he just got significantly better. Yes. I told you in the, when we previewed the Eagles, you know who was the number one rated person from the media who's impressed the most at camp? I said Sidney Jones was. Then I tell you last week that he's been playing well against opposing wide receiver ones. And then you keep completely disrespect me, Lewis. I don't You know what? <sighs> Devontae Adams is gonna run a train on them tomorrow. Uh, you want to? What's what another event? Val, let's Cantley. do it. I'm doubling down. Devonte Adams is going to savage them. <laughs> yeah, he's going he, to do unspeakable things he, to them. He probably and will. He's going to have to go right, into right, timeout right, after the right. game. Look, Papa's in. Okay, Daddy's in. What's the beer bet? Let's go. Let's just get to the nitty gritty. I'm writing it down. What he's, have we got? So Valdez Scantling is going to score more fantasy points than Devonte Adams. Okay. And then your stupid prop bet that you put up today is not going to happen. He's got what? Devontae Adams is not going to go over 88 what's, yards. Uh, what's Scantling's initials? What MBS. are they? MBS. There we go. That's Devontae Adams, James, is running on the, uh, the Vault Studio whiteboard. Bet is in. At this, at this stage, Lewis is up 1 0. No, actually, technically, I'm up. No, Lewis is up. I won last week. Yeah, he won last week. You've still got the Josh no, Jacobs I won. one. I won last week, so you. Oh, we, if we, if we want, I'm keeping score on my Google Sheets. Don't you worry about no, that. No, well, tell me the scores, and I'll keep them up on the board. I'm, I'm writing them all down as they win. I'm pretty sure Lewis won last week, didn't he? No, I won last week. What was the bet last week? That Jones would Kenny have more, Galladay. Jones would have more points than Galladay. Oh, so that's been decided tonight. That was last week. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. So you're now tied one all, and the bet for this week is that MVS will have. More fantasy points than than Adams, and don't forget the one where he bet Sammy Watkins going to have a top twelve, um, be top twelve wide out when Tyreek Hill was out, and how's he gone there since Lewis? Look, he's still a wide receiver one there. He's yeah, just not no, getting the touchdowns when he was out though. When he was out, so we'll see. There's there's yeah. still time. Still time. So you've got basically we, we'll we'll calculate the weeks without Hill and where he finishes, or is it total points for those weeks without no, him? Without yeah, without. So does week total one point. count? No, it does not. Tyreek Hill played week one, didn't he? He did. Oh, you're in trouble, Louis J. You're in trouble. Why well, can I have? I'll have the points when Hill left the field. How about that? Nope, nah, because nope, we made it afterwards. Nope. Game <laughs> starts. That's the rules. All right, now move on. Move on. Okay, we'll move on to week three. Let's not argue, Lewis. We're friends. We shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> we shouldn't be doing this, Lewis. Yeah. So week all, three. All let's of, let's let's do it. All of our listeners don't want to hear us argue. Doesn't make for good podcasting. Right. Anyway, Lewis, let's run through. Let's, let's run through. I missed on Jimmy G. He stunk. Yeah. And then I hit on the Packers D. Yep. No, went very well. Yeah. Hit on Curtis Samuel. Yep. Two from three. Yeah. I'll say f- 
I'm going to give myself 50-50 on Devontae Freeman. We'll call it NA. We'll call it non-applicable. Because he got a ton of usage. But if he has a touchdown, it's a completely different day. But he was involved in the passing game, had his highest yards of the season, and he had a 90% snap rate as well. So I'm calling that a win. Go for it. If you, if you, can, sleep, if you can sleep well at night thinking that, then yeah, go for it. Completely, uh, Marquise Brown just let me down. Got, got you know, a couple of nice grabs, but not the game that we were expecting from him. Josh Jacobs stunk it up, hit on that. Robbie Anderson got locked down, hit on that. LaShawn McCoy, that was unfortunate. He, it was weird. He was a game time decision, and then it was Darrell Williams was going to be the starter, and he took first snap, and then LaShawn McCoy got the touchdown, so missed on him, and then obviously the kicker duel. I, uh, Gonzalez was okay. Yeah, he was. Uh, don't need to go for mine. Everyone knows who it was. I'm just a winner. You just, yeah, you did well. You did well. That's all you need to know. Did well. I'm going to do well this week as well. We'll see. We'll see. But before we get on to on to week four, few 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 other things. A little bit of ho- housekeeping. First of all, we got we got to thank our our wonderful show sponsor, Breaking the Game Down Under. You can see you can see on the live stream there. Can can they see? Because I can't see it. The, I can't the see it. My computer doesn't work. Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott helmet. It is never leaving its display case. So it so it's visible. One sec. I can turn it around. I, I I can do a quick I can do a quick feature. Yeah yeah. Quick quick feature. The wonderful Ezekiel Elliott helmet. Wow. There it, there is, it is. Look at that authentic helmet. The same as worn on field. Signed by the Ewok himself. Hey. Ewok. <laughs> that is. Louis G, I did not think you were like that. <laughs> I might have to rethink this podcast. What game do you reckon James Arthur's playing on his phone, Lewis? <laughs> What's he playing? Angry Birds. Oh, Angry Birds is cool. Yeah, but he doesn't even pay attention to us. Ah, oh, I mean, do you blame him? <laughs> yeah, I do actually. I do blame him. Because <laughs> he got his... Oh, I mean, yeah. So getting to, getting distracted, that one, that Zeke Elliott helmet was, was, was provided to us by the guys at Breaking the Game down under go check them out facebook.com slash groups slash btg down under they're doing the helmet box breaks over there you can snag yourself a wonderful lid just like that zeke elliott one for a fraction of the cost it would take to to go on, online and find one and, and bid on one so go and check the guys stuff out what they're doing there we'll also post the link up uh yeah really and just a fun group to be a part of as well there's always always stuff going on i think they're giving away some free shit as well so Go go check that out because free stuff's always good. Free stuff's the best. Free stuff is the best. All righty, we'll get into week three now. Lewis, we'll start off with our lineup blocks for the week. Who is your first one to start off with? Uh, week four. Oh, week four doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, week four. So I'm I've got two guys that I think should be locked into your lineup, both on the same team, both on the same reasoning. Really, is Will Disley and DK Metcalf from the Seattle Seahawks. Um, obviously, we've seen what tight ends have done against the Cardinals now. It is the default rule in fantasy football. You start tight ends against the Arizona Cardinals. And fortunately for Will Disley as well, his competition has just been traded out of town. Nick Vanette has been traded to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So they were about 50-50 in terms of, of um Pass routes run. So all of that work is going to go to Will Disley. He'll be the featured tight end in the offense. So expect big things from him this week. And DK Metcalf, you know, he's looked good in what the Seahawks have asked him to do, running those field stretching routes. And the Cardinals are, you know, putting high schoolers out at cornerback. So he's going to 
manhandle all of those and you think he should have a have a, a decent game as well so i like both of those guys to, to feature in your lineups this week they've sure shown us haven't they sure shown us that dkmf cup's not a bust we all, we doesn't all... look like a bust no no he does not um my guy you spoke about arizona cardinals the tight ends tearing up i got the guy uh tear him up first teacher hawkinson had 25 points against the Cardinals and uh, sort of dropped off massively. He's had uh, 1.7 and 1.1 respectively in the two weeks after. But he's got a good matchup this week going against the Kansas City Chiefs who uh, do give up a lot of passing yards and Matthew Stafford has to throw to someone. I'm going to give it to TJ Hawkinson. Especially if you need yeah. a guy who uh, like Vance McDonald who's out this week. He's a guy to pick up on your waiver wire. Yeah, I mean, there's a good chance Hawkinson has already been dropped, right, after two dud games. People are, you know, scrambling around trying to get players for their bye weeks. Hawkinson was more likely than not their tight end two on their roster. So he might be around. So he's he's worth a look if you if you need a tight end. Maybe George Kittle was your tight end and needed a guy to fill in. So, yeah, Hawkinson is someone someone to go after. High-scoring points match up there. So I, I, uh, I like that call. Your next guy, number two. Uh, Justin Jackson. Interesting. Yeah. So, and I'll give you my reason on Justin Jackson first, and I suppose we should use this time to, to talk about Melvin Gordon as well. But this, this is the last week I think you'll get any usability out of Justin Jackson. So if he still is on your roster, it's the perfect time to play him, right? He's going up against Miami. We saw what Tony Pollard did last week as the running back two, still amassed over a hundred yards, got his touchdown. Now, Eckler right now is the clear running back one until until Gordon comes back in, in a, a week from now. But Jackson has been quietly efficient, uh, 7.9 yards per carry. So no one's really talking about it, but that's that's incredible efficiency. He's had touch ga- touchdowns negated by penalties in back-to-back weeks as well. So I think if those go ahead, people are probably looking at Jackson a bit with a, you know, a bit more scrutiny, but right now he's a bit of an afterthought. If you can get him into your lineup this week, he's he's on a lot of waiver wires. I, I think the Chargers score often against the Cards. Excuse me, the um, Dolphins. The Dolphins. The Dolphins. They get up big and they and they run the ball. And you know, Eckler's had a lot of work. Maybe they want to give Justin Jackson some, knowing that you know he's not going to be doing too much for the foreseeable future with Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler in the mix. Yeah, fair. Well, you touched on Melvin Gordon. Um... He's coming back now. He's reported to the team. Apparently tomorrow it's going to happen. Doesn't plan to play this week, but in weeks to come. What does this mean for the San Diego... San Diego. That's yeah, San Diego, Char- uh, San Diego Char- Chargers. Yeah, sorry. San Diego yeah, Chargers backfield. Back. Yeah, half a percent. They're not really from LA. Let's be real. No, no. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one. And I, I was, we, were, we were talking a little bit before before the show, and I said I sort of see this in three, potentially playing out in three ways. The first one being that they just run Melvin Gordon into the ground. They let him walk as a free agency. They part ways. They have most of a season and playoffs if they get their complete bell cow usage of Melvin Gordon. He only has to play, what, 12 games. So they think they can they can really hammer him. It goes back to what the original usage was between Gordon and Eckler, where Gordon gets the majority of the work. Eckler spells him sometimes and gets passing down work. Or the third one, and this is probably the most likely, and the splits have come from Scott Barrett on Twitter from PFF, and these are really helpful splits, is in 2018, after week 12, after Melvin Gordon was injured, through week 16 to 19, Melvin Gordon had 54.2% of the running back snaps and averaged 11.2 fantasy points per game. 
Prior to that, he had 74.9% of snaps and averaged 25.7 fantasy points per game. So a huge drop-off in production after he came back from the injury. And then in the playoffs as well. So you think playoffs, this is what they, they're going to be going with their, their best options, the most optimal way to run their offense. In 2018, Austin Eckler had 59 snaps. Melvin Gordon had 67. Austin Eckler had 11 carries. To Melvin Gordon's 26, so heavier workload carrying the ball. Eckler had nine targets compared to just Melvin Gordon's three. Eckler had four red zone snaps and Melvin Gordon had 14. So potentially they go back to that split where Gordon carries the ball more often and is used more inside the red zone. Eckler gets the targets. Targets are about 2.7 times more valuable in terms of fantasy points than carries. So there's a real situation where Gordon's like a high-end RB2 and Eckler's a low-end RB2 with upside and, and great handcuff upside as well. That's probably how I see it playing out. Yeah, fair enough. Same here. I think, yeah, Gordon was a sort of, yeah, high, so low-end running back one, high-end running back two last year. When he was playing with Eckler, and I expect the same thing to happen here. Um, obviously, he's sort of going to sort of ease into it for the first couple of weeks, but sort of week 10 onwards, especially in the playoffs and championship games, that's where he's going to use the most, and yeah. Hopefully the uh, the Senior charge is still in the playoff hunt, and yeah, like he gets used more. Yeah, absolutely. Do you if reckon? You, uh, if you dr- yeah, I was gonna say if you drafted him, is was it a good value drafting him until the fourth fifth round, or was, was it still a bit of a bit of a waste of a pick? What do you think, Mel- Melvin Gordon? Yeah. If he if he comes back now and he gets you eighteen points a game, then it was a good pick. But if it's more around that 12-13, it was probably a bad pick because you've burnt a roster spot all this time. You haven't had any usage. Uh, if you did get Eckler and you were able to get Eckler yeah. at, at, at his cost, then it might have worked. It probably, I mean, absolutely worked out okay for you. Now you get both of them and you can be able to plug both of them in. But that's the only scenario really where I think it worked out really well for you. No worries. We'll move on to my second lineup block for the week. I'm going with Sterling Shepard. You spoke about Danny Dimes. Um, absolutely killed it. And uh, Sterling Shepard and Evan was favorite two targets. He's going against Washington Redskins this week, who are a very poor defense, and they like to give up touchdowns to wide receivers in the slot. And that's where Sterling Shepard plays most of his uh, time. He's played 72% of his snaps there. Uh, currently, right now, they give out 28 fantasy points and four touchdowns to slot wide receivers. So start up Sterling Shepard in your fantasy teams. Yep, love it. Um, definitely. he's Sterling Shepard lives now. Eli's gone. He's cleared the concussion protocol. He's a really good player. And like you said, I guess there's optimal slot matchups as well. So, And it'd be yeah, a good week to start him too because Golden Tate comes back next week. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how they, they work that and whether you know Sterling Shepard then goes more outside or, or what they decide to decide to do and how they, they split up the slots, slot Tate, snaps there. Because yeah, Tate can't play in, uh, outside because see what happened with the Eagles last year and just didn't do anything. No, not anymore. It's mm. it's He's a... He's a slot guy now. Yeah. Your third final lockup of the week. Todd Gurley. And wow. Yeah, I know. And I, it seems stupid to say. I didn't think we'd have to get to a point where we say start Todd Gurley. But Taking you know, the easy ones. Here we are. He's running about 26 on the season, man. Yeah, he had 4.3 points last week. Still, it's taking it easy. Is it? Yeah, it is. Is easy it? One. Yeah. Because then I'm going to start, start Saquon when he comes back from an injury. Oh, he's running back 100, you, have to, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. That's all I'm going to do now. Yeah, it's exactly the same situation. <laughs> it is. Yeah, that's exactly right, because Gurley's not been playing, right? 
Yeah, exactly. Well, it doesn't look like it. Didn't feel like it on oh, Monday. Exactly, but he has been playing. That's the point. Mm, not well. So maybe you bench him because he's not playing well, mm. but I'm telling you to start him because... Please tell me why. The 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 matchup on paper seems tough as well, right? He's the books are the number one scoring defense against opposing running backs in fantasy points. So books aren't giving up points to running backs. He's a running back 26. He's not been delivering, but the opportunities are there for him. He's had a 70% snap rate. He's had 16.7 opportunities per game, which is carries or targets. And they've spoken openly this week about how they need to get him more involved and raises raises carries and things like that. So if you were wavering on Todd Gurley, uh, you know some people got him in the second, third round. So you're not feeling like obliged to comp- to absolutely start him. You can uh, you know start start Todd Gurley this week. Just just hold hold out a couple more weeks before you start any making making any rash decisions there. Nah, fair enough. And uh, my third final lock away is Christian McCaffrey. Um, he's the running back one at the mo- oh, running back two. Sorry, at the moment, he's got a very hard matchup. Don't know who he's going against, but you know, if you've got him in your team, you should probably start him. You're a dickhead. <laughs> I am. Uh, <laughs> no, my third and final lockup for the week. I've gone with two players. They've struggled a bit in the past three games. There's a lot of hype from going into the season. I'm going to start Jarvis Landry and Baker Mayfield. No stats behind it. I just believe I just have a, I just feel it in my jellies, as Pikachu would say, Detective Pikachu. He just feels it in his jellies that they're gonna have a good week. All all the crap that uh they've taken um against the Rams on Sunday night football. I don't know, I just feel like they're gonna have a big week this week and the Baltimore defense, even though the front seven's very good, the secondary is not. It's not as good as strong as it uh, has been in the past few years. So I don't know, I just feel something coming into Cleveland Rams this week and I expect Landry and make it may have a few few fantasy points. Fair enough. I mean you know, Baltimore are targeted in the slot. That's where teams score the bulk of their their fantasy points against the Ravens is to slot receivers. So that bodes well for Landry. Um, be interesting to see how the Browns' offense as a whole and Baker Mayfield bounce back. They've taken a lot of criticism. People have been writing them off, and so you'd hope you get some response out of them. I'm looking forward to seeing that game, uh, but you know, it's going to rely on on a few factors, including. Some better play calling. That that was that was rough. That was really rough against the Rams. So I'd like to see that against Baltimore. It's a game I'm really looking forward to watching. Obviously, divisional rivalry. And if Cleveland gets this one, the the race for the, the division is all of a sudden back on. And it's six twenty five game too. So you wake up and you watch the game. Or if you're a committed nah. fan, you wake three. you wake up and watch all the games. Nah. So I get up, get up to the gym, rewind it on Game Pass, then watch it. Uh, yeah. Do you go to the gym? I go to the gym, mate, in the morning. Oh. I would ask, ask for a refund. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, 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 Got jokes. Got jokes. Well, Lewis, have you got any sits for the week? I do. I have three. The first one is one of my guys for the season who I really like, but not this week, John Brown. Could you just sit your ass down? Yeah, sit your ass down, John Brown, going against the Patriots and going up against a group of cornerbacks that with the Rams are the only groups to not allow a touchdown to be thrown against them. Uh, Looking at, he's probably going to get majority shadow coverage from Stephon Gilmore, graded out this season's PFF's number nine cornerback. If that doesn't happen, he'll see Jason McCourty, who's PFF's number two. And if that doesn't happen, he'll see Jonathan Jones, who's been PFF's number one as well. So really tough matchup. Uh, on the road in New England, sit John Brown this week. 
Fair enough. I do like that one. Yeah, it's sort of him and Josh Allen too. If you got him in sort of Josh Allen as well, he's going to throw a few turnovers. His secondary is way too good. Um, I just don't see him having a good game unless he's rushing for touchdowns. Yeah, you can totally see Belichick cooking up a defensive plan, just baiting Allen into some into some touchdowns. Oh, he will. Uh, touchdowns, interceptions. Excuse me. Exactly. I knew you. I knew you meant Lewis. That's why we're friends. I knew what you're saying. Uh, well, I'll go the same game. I've got another guy. I've got Josh Gordon. Could you just sit your ass down? Please, Josh, sit your ass down and have some more weed. Uh, I'm going to sit him because he's got a dislocated finger. He's going against a great Bills defense. And more importantly, he's going against Tredavious White, who's one of the best corners in the league today. And I don't think the uh, Patriots this week can win in, uh, through the air. I think they have to win it through the ground. I think they have to get Sonny Michelle, James White, Rex Burkett in the game plan. And I just think this uh, Bill secondary is just too good as well. So I'm going to sit Josh Gordon this week. Interesting. Josh Gordon looked immense last week. He actually looked better once he came back from his finger injury. Some of the catches he made were just awesome. He was targeted heavily. He he didn't get the touchdown that you, you were hoping for if you played him. He, he had an okay day. Could have been a lot better. The opportunity is there for him, particularly now. AB is gone. Plenty of targets there. Julian Edelman left the game as well, so that he, he he had a pretty solid week. But he is still a tremendous wide receiver. Some of the catches he makes are just 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 ridiculous. Like I, I don't know how else to describe them. Um, Probably ridiculous does, as you would describe. Yeah, them. ridiculous. Yeah, just has just like you said, does have a tough matchup, and they'll probably shadow him with Tre'Davious White. So downgrade your expectations for for Gordon. Your next uh, sit of the week. My sit of the week, actually, is you mentioned his name, is, is Sony Michelle. Could you just sit your ass down? Wow. Yeah, he was third in the running back pecking order last week in terms of snaps. And to be honest, he hasn't looked great this season. Another blow for him that James Devlin is now on IR. So a lot of his goal line work and his touchdowns come from Devlin blocking for him. They you know, run really well out of the eye there. And, and Devlin creating touchdowns, essentially, for Michelle to just stroll on in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the game could be competitive and I don't expect the Pats to get up huge and you know, by a huge margin early and so expect more of the other guys that you mentioned, uh, Burkhead and, and James White this week. Not fair enough. I just think, what do you think that Sonny Michelle's because he has obviously had a good year this year, is it because of the O-line with all the sort of injuries they've had and also the mismatching and they're getting guys off the street and they're starting at left guard and left tackle? Is that sort of... There is or just Sonny Michelle isn't that good this year? I mean, he looked great in preseason. I know it's only preseason, so I wasn't, you know, not against the guys he was going against, but the way he was running and cutting, he looked really sharp and alive. Just haven't seen that from him, but he hasn't really been given the opportunity to get a full head of steam as well. They when they got down inside the red zone, they were giving him opportunities and he was he was scoring touchdowns, but I I don't I can't really explain it. I think maybe they just want the versatility of Rex Burkhead. Bill Belichick loves him because he can he can carry the ball up the middle, but he's also a very good pass catcher. So, And we know the role that James White has got carved out as well. And I just think he's just lacking that versatility that they, they want right now. Maybe that changes at some point. He's definitely not cuttable and you, you can't trade him for anything because you're getting, you're getting pennies on the, on the dollar. But... I just don't feel confident starting him because the workload is not there. You're really hoping he gets into the end zone, which I just think is just bad process. Well, as we all know, the Patriots' backfield is very inconsistent week by week. I do think he's going to have his games 
the upcoming weeks that it's going to be more favorable these matchups. He does go against the Redskins, does go against the Giants, um, does go up against the Dolphins again where they're going to run the ball. I don't know. I think you just got to sort of hold on to him and just sort of hope that he comes well again. 100%. Yeah. Uh, my next time, I'm going for Aaron Jones. Could you just sit your ass down? Sit your ass down, Aaron Jones. You're not going to do anything tomorrow against the Eagles, my boys. Um, the Eagles have gone against uh, running backs this year and they've done very poorly. Darius Geis in week one, even though he got injured. He only had 6.8 points when he got injured in the third quarter. Devontae Freeman had 9.4 points. And last week, Karen Johnson had 11.3 points. And that was with a touchdown as well. So we do play the well against the run, throwing the ball. It's another story. So Aaron Jones this week, I'm going to sit him down, especially down Jamal Williams has uh, sort of carved out a nice little role for him too. He's going to take some snaps away from him. I'm going to sit Aaron Jones this week. Yeah, I, I understand that call. I'll have to play him in the listener league. I ain't got any bloody running back, so I'm forced to play him. So I hope he has he goes well, but I'm certainly not expecting expecting a great deal from him. As you said, Jamal Williams is in there carving out a bit of a role for himself. Actually a big role for himself. It's mm. it's close to even workload, which I don't understand why. Like Jamal Williams is not a good running back. He is beyond average as a he's just a bit of a plodder. Like Aaron Jones is clearly the better running back but hey that's that's coaches make decisions yeah. that we don't understand why and that's their job and so we just got to roll with it and what we know right now is that they're going to be getting shared carries so you could justify it if he was uh, getting 80 percent of the touches still going up against a tough philadelphia matchup but right now given the shared workload the matchup and the fact that it's thursday night football as well which just always seems to be a a low scoring affair and shitty on a short week and less time to prepare i think yeah really good call to sit aaron jones mm. thank you lewis uh we'll go for your third and final sit of the week this kills me to say this because he's so talented and the vic the vikings are doing to him is should be a crime punishable by death but it's it's stefan diggs could you just sit your ass down last year he got 9.7 targets a game this year he's averaging four four targets a game to stefan diggs what are you doing? This is yeah. What are you makes doing, me, Stephon Diggs? What it are you makes doing? it makes me sad. He's so good, and you know you're just relying on him getting in the end zone and scoring a touchdown, which against the Bears is a very tough proposition. So, not loving Stefan Diggs. No, I think it's time to panic and sort of trade him. Hopefully, you can have a big game this week and sort of you can sort of uh, sell a bit higher than he is now. But right now, he's just going for. Absolute donuts. Yeah, not, might... not not going good. Not going good for him at all. Bit of a cut candidate coming up soon if he keeps going like this. I just that's how do you cut Stefan Diggs? Like how do you do that? So you click on his name and there's usually like a sort of like a drop sort of thing. Oh, no, I there, there should be some that. kind of like software built into Sleeper that electrocutes you if you try to well, cut Stefan Diggs. It shouldn't be allowed. I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet that at them. They're pretty interactive and responsive on Twitter. A new feature. Where if you try to cut players who are excellent, even if their fantasy points are, are low, they should electrocute you for the uh, for nah. daring to, to for daring for daring. <laughs> James Arthur just playing all the drops from his from his show. This is the fantasy show, mate. Keep it to our show. Keep the jobs to our show. Man, they've got jobs. Uh, my next guy. Now, I wouldn't say dropping from your lineups completely because you probably don't have. Uh, people to play above him, and he has been playing excellent. And we did say at the start of the year that he was going to have this this year, and uh, he has. It's Delvin Cook. Yeah, boy, my boy. Could you just sit your ass down? If you're playing DFS this week, 
I wouldn't be playing him. He's going into Chicago's bad defense when you'd have to believe, you'd have to believe that they're just going to play the run. Let him have, let him, let him throw it. Let him throw it to Stephon Diggs. Let him throw it to Adam Phelan because the one thing that gets the Vikings going is that run game. And if Dalvin Cook's not playing well, then the Vikings aren't playing well. And you'd have to expect that if they can just stop the run, which I think they will, that their whole offense is going to shudder. And that's why I'm going to temper your expectation to Dalvin Cook. Just don't think he's going to have a big week. Now, obviously, not everyone's going to sit him. He's obviously been playing so well. But he's going to be sort of a flex option. He's not going to have a good game this week. And that's what I'm predicting. And yeah. I've got my balls out and got- dropping them right there. Nice, yeah. Temper your expectations for Dalvin Cook. If people remember back to... Was it week 16 or 17 last week when Kirk Cousins had prime time against Chicago and he had like the worst game imaginable? It was an absolute train train wreck. So that could very, very hap- much happen again. Uh, the, you can't take Cook out of your lineup. He's been playing so well. He's so explosive and he's so elusive as well and makes multiple tacklers miss that it just takes one cut and he's, he will take it to the house. So that could save your day. But in terms of efficiency and volume, and, and the, he should have some volume, but in terms of efficiency, it's probably not going to look too good for him. He's probably going to be getting hit at or behind the line of scrimmage on a regular basis. So, uh, yeah, fade fade expectations for Darwin Cook, but I also don't see how you take him out of your lineup either. It's a tough decision, but I, you know, obviously not, not everyone's going to do it. Not only people with the balls like me are going to do it. And because when you got a good, as good as a team than I do, that you then you can do it. Yeah, so yeah, fun. yeah. Well, Lewis, we don't have Clint this week to give us our DFS plays of the week. But we have the next best thing. We, have we do, and we have you. We, he, yeah, he had a he had a, a bit of a crisis day at work. Couldn't get around to to recording his video, but he very kindly messaged them through on Twitter anyway. So I'm gonna gonna read them out. And I will say, by the way, Clint had a great week last week on some of his picks. So he's been doing very uh, well. He's doing very well, so I hope you're listening. I hope you're playing. And, and well, we don't listen because we just bag you during the when he does. Yeah, yeah, you just shit talk me. That's fine. Yeah, exactly. So this week at quarterback, I've got three names in front of me here. I've got Deshaun Watson at sixty four hundred dollars, Russ Wilson at sixty one hundred, who is his favorite, and I love him this week as well. Obviously, he's got that primo matchup against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, and then Daniel Jones as well, coming in as a cheap option at 5,300. Going against, as we talked about, a nice matchup. Got those that floor built in for his rushing yard, so he's a great play. A stack with Evan Engram or Sterling Shepard could be really nice for, for Daniel Jones this week. Now looking at, at running, running, running backs, a note from Clint says he doesn't like running back this week. It could be a week to pay up to some of the big-name guys, but some of the lower-priced ones he's put down here... Austin Eckler at 8,000. He's not really low priced anymore. Nick Chubb at 6,400. Marlon Mack, 6,100. Your boy, Philip Lindsay at 5,200. And then if you're scraping the bottom of the barrel, Wayne Gorman at $4,600 as well. I'll add someone in there. Kieran Johnson too. Good matchup against the Chiefs. You saw what Mark did into them. Yeah, yeah, I do like Kerryon Johnson this week. I think if I do a Chiefs Lions game stack. He will very, very much be in there. I'll probably do a stack either way mm-hmm. uh, with those guys. Um, wide receiver, Keenan Allen, 7,600. Most targeted wide receiver in the league. He's just been going absolutely ham. Got a great matchup against Miami. Tyler Lockett to stack with Wilson there. He's 6,300. Kenny Golladay at 5,900. Sterling Shepard, as we just talked about, 5,800. 
sorry, Sterling Shepard's 5,900, Fuller's 5,800, and F1 McLaren, $4,500. So he's still very cheap, very much in play. Then coming down to tight end, we've got Evan Ingram at 5,700, Darren Waller, 5,200, Austin Hooper at 4,300, Will Disley, <clears throat> Will Disley at 3,600. And a note, a strategy note from Clint, he will be playing two tight ends this week. Engram, Waller, start, um, and then Disley in the flex because he's incredibly cheap. Uh, so inter- interesting strategy there, or maybe um, to sprinkle a couple of two tight ends through your lineups. He likes the prices in, in terms of volume they'll be getting and their payoff. And then defenses, charges, Obviously, 3,800, <clears throat> Bears, 3,400, and the Vikings at 3,400 as well. Potential, potentially some Mitchell Trubisky turnovers. And remember, with defenses on DraftKings, on Daily Fantasy, we are looking for turnovers, we are looking for scoring plays, and we are looking for sacks. That's what you want to get in your defenses. Well, thank you very much, Clint, for sending those through. Uh, hopefully, you guys can get some uh, good wins on the board. And uh, there is a... Is it a Private suite at the Dallas Cowboys versus New England Patriots game. Up for grabs on DraftKings this week. Is that correct, Lewis? Yeah, yeah yet again, the contest I uh, I lost lost in week one that you like to remind me about by 0.22 isn't it, points is back on the market. Point two back week? on the yeah. market um, for week four, the Sunday main slate. Um, an incredible prize up for grabs. It is return tickets from your nearest major city for you and a friend. Five nights accommodation in a very nice hotel in the city of Boston. Transfers to Gillette Stadium. And yes, tickets to a suite to watch Cowboys at Patriots. Now, the contest is limited to 100 entries. Unfortunately, 92 have already been filled up. It is very popular. Uh, tickets are fifty US dollars per entry, but they are capped at three entries per person. So there's a few spots left. It's not too late to get in. Throw your throw your hat in the ring there. Use some of those tips potentially. Build your lineup. It's the Sunday main slate, and I will just get the link for you, lovely people, right now, and we'll also post it with the show. But if we go to dkng.co slash ffdu experience that's dkng.co slash ffdu experience i've posted that on social media we've shared it on the vault handle so it's all it's there to be found click on it get your DraftKings account set up if you haven't got one uh yep so just checking right now there's there's there's, uh 92 entries are full so there's eight spots left uh, amazing opportunities to win a prize. And if you come second, there's some a second and third have got cash prizes as well. So all is not lost if you don't get the elusive first prize, but it's limited to contestants in Australia. <clears throat> and as I said, only three entries maximum per contestant as well. So really decent chance at winning something pretty spectacular there. Can't wait till you lose by 0.2 points again. <laughs> uh, if that happens... If I come second again, I, I'm i going to retire from DFS. I just can't take the heartbreak. Fair enough. Hope I win and then I get to take you to cheers for yourself. <laughs> that would be lovely. Thank you. No worries. Uh, well, we will give you out some uh, streaming options as well this week and some DFS plays as well. We'll start off with our QBs. I'm going to go first. 
I'm going to go with Case Keenum slash Dwayne Haskins. Now, Case Keenum, he's on the uh, injury report. He's a questionable play this week. He's been playing pretty well this week, to, uh, this season as well. He's, he's QB 11. That was before, um, with the bad game on Monday Night Football against the Bears. He's been playing it was well. a very bad game. He's still finished with 11 points, which is interesting. <laughs> still finished 11 points, but got a very good matchup in the Giants who are giving away plenty of points to Josh Allen, to Dak Prescott, and to James Winston last week. You saw what Mike Evans did as well. Absolutely torched him. And I think Case Keenum or Dwayne Haskins, whoever plays this week, is going to do the exact same thing. And if he can, start Terry McLaurin as well because, yeah, they're going to have huge games. Huge. Yeah, not in the FF... Uh... No, I FF down on the ball. Excuse me, not in the DraftKings experience contest where there's only three entries. I won't be doing a uh, a Case Keenum Terry McLaurin stack, but in a in a tournament with it'll be really cheap to get to pay down at quarterback and get Keenum or Haskins mm-hmm. and McLaurin into that lineup. It's going to be ugly and you'll feel gross doing it, but it'll let you pay up at other positions for a premium <clears throat> and get you know Zeke. Austin Eckler into your into your lineup and a wide receiver one. So something like that in a tournament in one of your lineups in DFS could be really, really interesting and feel really gross at the same time. Uh, have you got a quarterback for us? I do. I've got I've got two also. Um got Matt Stafford because we like streaming quarterbacks, low owned quarterbacks against the Kansas City Chiefs. Of course. Uh, he's at home, gonna have a shootout, 54 point game total according to Vegas, and the Lions are home underdogs as well. So we expect him to be throwing it a decent amount. And on the other side of the coin from your case Keenum, Haskins start. Uh, no pun intended, but it worked out nicely. Danny Dimes. Oh, we talked about him. He's he's still under fifty percent owned. So if you need a streaming quarterback this week, you know, Danny Dimes is okay situationally this week. Yeah. Onto the defenses now. I'm going to go off the Seals defense. Got a very good matchup against the Bengals, who allow the 28th, uh, sorry, the fourth most points to fa- to fantasy defenses this year. Um, Andy Dalton's not that good. Um, he does put up a lot of passing yards, but doesn't put up a lot of points. Uh, I think the Josh John Ross experience is over, and now the Steelers defense has uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, and they forced five turnovers last week, and they had seven points a week before that too. I think the Steelers' defense is sort of coming back after their week one raveling against the uh, Patriots. So I'm going to start the Cincy, no, sorry, the, Cincy, the Steelers' defense this week. Yeah, I like that call. And just another DFS note there. I talked about James Conner at the top of the show, and if it doesn't happen for him now, it probably never will. But James Conner and Steelers' defense stack could be interesting against the Bengals. We like what the defense could do. Turnover-wise, the Bengals, and if they're controlling the game and they want to run the ball, Connor could get a ton of opportunities, and, and that's what we chase. Who is your defense of the week? The Indianapolis Colts. Against the Going, uh, Oakland Raiders, uh, I believe. Against the Oakland, Ra- oh, yeah, Oakland Raiders at home, and I particularly like this one if, if Dar- Darius Leonard is back. Uh, not an offense that scares you, the, the Raiders on the road, so... Yeah, Colts, low-owned, particularly nice matchup we're going against uh, Derek Carr. Nice, like that one. Nice and easy. Well, now we'll go on to the, uh, the kicker duel right now. Kicker duel. Kicker duel. Kicker duel. We need like a gunshot type thing at the end of that. Jimbo, you're cool. on it. Anyway, Jay Lewis, is on it. you are 2-1 up this year. 
I lost 8-7 last week with Stephen Harshko going to San Gonzalez. But I think I'm going to beat you this week. I'm going to the guy that missed the uh, game-winning field goal for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Giants also missed a couple of extra points. I'm going with Matt Gay. He's going to have a bounce-back week. All the media's all over him. He's just going to perform. He's going to come up against the... Uh, who's he got this week? Doesn't matter who he's got this week, but he's going to come up. And he's the, Rams. Some, the Rams. The Rams. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> not going to score any points. Not going to score any touchdowns. He's going to kick field goals. Matt Gay's going to give me the win. Mate, if there's one position that doesn't bounce back after criticism, it's kickers. He's going to get. Wrong. He's got the yips. He's a. He's adding to the woeful history of Tampa Bay kickers. To be honest, they should have done the decent thing and took him out behind the stadium and and put him down. Just not <laughs> not my guy, Matty Gay. Not Just him. bullet in the back of the head. Kneel kneel down. Kneel down, young Matt. Your time. Your time has come. Off to the glue factory for you. That's a bit rude, Lewis. And uh, who, who, who who's your kicker for the week then? Go on. I am going with the oldest man in the NFL. We thought he was going to retire. It seems like it's not happening. Sticking with the Colts at home in the dome, Adam Vinatieri. Speaking of guy, who got yips. Jeez. Yeah, that was <laughs> it. Was it was bad there for a minute, but yeah, it's probably the only time you're going to be able to play Vinatieri as a streamer. So I'm taking my opportunity this week. At home, home favourites going against a, a shitty Oakland defence. So there should be some scoring opportunities there. No, and if Hilton, Hilton's out, that could uh, limit the red zone, uh, you know, or touchdown scoring upside as well. No, all right, fair enough. I like it, but I'm going to win this week and uh, get me back 2-2. Two two. We'll see. We'll see. Well, that would be the uh, end of the podcast. James, Arthur, do we have any questions from the fine listeners? Yes. Oh, thank you. Well, Let's start with um, Bill Scogland. Scogland? Hello, Bill. He's a Vikings fan. He also said earlier that he, hey, guys, watch you often. Hope all is well. And it is. He, oh, thanks, Bill. He asked, what do we do with Eckler now, Gordon, coming back? I think you guys may have answered that during the show, though. Yeah, yeah I guess you kind, kind of answered it. I, I actually think, by the way, in terms of what do we do with him, if you have him, you've got to hold on to him. This is not a sell time, and you should feel no. comfortable playing him. Uh, and trade. I would, I would go and trade for Austin Eckler. If you can get him cheap and someone's going, I want to get something for him, go and trade for Austin Eckler. And Melvin Gordon isn't a sort of uh, healthy guy. He does get injured often. So a couple of weeks he might get injured and he can play Austin Eckler. He's going to be a very good play. Okay. Next yeah, question. Yeah, great shout that. By Benjamin Volkill. Would you start Aguilar this week over Ridley and Metcalf? Interesting. I do like Aguilar. He's going to go against sort of a good slot receiver. Uh, slot, sorry, slot corner in the Green Bay this week. They do have the number one uh, sort of defense against wide receivers. And Alshon Joffrey is back. As you said before, Lewis DK Metcalf's got a very good matchup against the Arizona Cardinals. And Calvin Ridley sort of hit and miss, but he's going against the Tennessee Titans who can't really defend anyone. So I think I'm going to stick with you. I'm going to have DK Metcalf. Yeah, 100% agree there. Aguilar is my third favorite on that list by by quite a margin nice second second <laughs> uh darren mcnally asked twist or stick with rogers Ooh. uh you got i i would play rogers this week i know it's can be oh. horrible feeling playing playing your guy on thursday night football but we've talked about the mess that is the eagles secondary you win by throwing on the eagles uh, so there should be some points there. The only thing I will say is that the defense of the Packers looks legit, and it, you know, B 
being a Thursday night game, they're typically more low scoring. We might not see a we might not see a shootout. And I suppose I don't know if he's if he's still watching, but depends what his other quarterback option is. But right now, I'd say yes, play Rogers, but. Depends yeah, on who his de- other other QB is. Depends who yeah, exactly. Depends who the other QB is. I sort of think Yeah, you gotta play him. It's Aaron Rodgers, but there is a lot better quarterbacks on the sort of the waiver wide market. As we said, Daniel Jones is there. I do like Case Keenum this week. Um expecting Josh Allen this is probably there. Even a long term play, he's Aaron Rodgers is probably a guy you want to sell as well. Because he just hasn't had a great season. I don't think they want to throw the ball. I think they just want to run the ball and uh I don't know how that's gonna play well long term because uh, Aaron Rodgers hasn't done much this year. Yeah, he has been been pretty ordinary. They've had tough matchups. Um, Still, yeah, he's been he's been, he has been ordinary. Has been ordinary. That's it for questions. No worries, guys. Well, thanks, thanks thank sen- you for the questions, exactly. guys. Appreciate thanks it. for sending them in. Hope you enjoyed our little fight with Devonta Adams and MVS and all that sort of wizard ways. Are you going to apologise, Lewis? That or how dare you? So that's okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm just going to get my voodoo doll tonight. And just stab you. <laughs> You stab, you go, no, make one of Devontae Adams and stab him because it's the only way he's not running a train on that secondary. We'll see tomorrow, mate. We'll see tomorrow. <laughs> anyway, Lewis, I've got to get out of here. I've got to go to the toilet. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have a lovely week, my friend. I'll speak to you next week and uh, go MVS. Yeah, you too. Uh, go Devontae Adams. I, I need him to go well. I've got him in so many leagues and he's not done well for me so far. So please, and- Devontae Adams. Please, please, please do well for me. I'm sure he's listening to the show. Anyway, I Lewis. I mean, everyone listens to the show, right? That's it. That's it. Anyway, Lewis, we'll uh, bid you a farewell and uh, see you next week. All right. See you, mate. Bye. Yeah. Hey, hit records on my demo. Yeah.